if there's one thing I know, there's lots of kids everywhere. I mean, just go to the shopping center on a school holidays. Am I right? Hey, on today's episode of My Millennial Daily, we're going to talk about kids and money. And I'm going to ask these two parents how they're planning on teaching their kids about money. And by us, you mean we're going to ask John because John is heaps more switched (laughs) on at this than me. Well, let's get into it. John and I talked about this previously on My Millennial Money, about this idea of how do you teach your kids about money? We did. And my kids are nearly two and five. And I've got to say, John, I have not taught them, especially my five-year-old, a single thing about money other than like, stop asking me for kinder surprises. Yeah, look, <laughs> it's a funny one, isn't it? Like, there's no one size fits all. And, and when is too young to start when like everyone's parents in a different way? So let's let's start with that, right? Mine are 9, 11 and 13, so I should be having real good money discussions by now. And and I think, first of all, I grew up in, in a, an environment where money wasn't spoken about and if it was, it was almost a negative connotation. It's like, well, no, we can't afford that. I'm like, well, I don't want to hear that. So it, it almost had a negative feeling to it. So I think that's the first part is having good money vibes. So what would you say, because I often say I find myself at the grocery store, no, we can't afford that, Sonny. What would you say instead? Like, give me oh, the tips. Jeez, uh, oh, you've got me on the spot. Uh, okay, Sonny, I'd love to buy you that, but we're portioning our money to something else at the moment, but we'll consider it next time. And when your five-year-old says, what does apportioning mean? <laughs> come on, Sonny. You say, come on, Sonny, grow up. <laughs> Get back to work. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, I find, like, so I don't have kids, a lot of our listeners know, but my niece and nephews what I do is if we go out and I buy them gelato because every time I visit Queensland, you know, we always go out and, and whatnot. I always say, hey, you know how I just spend $25 or $30 buying us all gelato, right? You know, I had to go to work and it took me one hour for me to earn that money for the gelato. Yeah, it's a good one. And like, oh, okay. Like... So you could just see the cogs ticking over in the yeah. kids. And that was for me, and I'm sure my sister and brother-in-law, they're doing a good job raising their kids. But hey, if I'm around and they're taking my money, they'll be on my terms. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you're teaching them to, when they first transact money, uh, bef- when they first start working, that's really important because now it becomes relevant. So I think we've got to let them fail. And we've got to let them spend it and enjoy it and realize that it only goes so far and then they start again and then hopefully they learn from that. But uh, if we keep telling them what they should be doing, um, then it may be brick wall stuff as opposed to them finding out the harder way, not a 20-year hard way, but just a a 12-month hard way and and it's like, uh, okay, mum and dad, how do I manage this better or what can what do you do to to save money or to and and the importance of earning it and then saying right I'm going to enjoy some I'm going to save some and I might give some away. Yeah, I love that and teaching them that early of those three three kind of habits. Mm. Do you use pocket money as a strategy? What what things do you have in place for your kids who aren't working? 
Yeah, I'm twisted with the the pocket money thing. He's more of a commission man. <laughs> <laughs> Lawns, five dollars. Yeah. Well, there's I think certain aspects around the house, but they should be chipping into as a byproduct of them living in that house. Uh, and then if we have extra jobs that are payable items, right? And then not not getting too in depth with that, but I think uh, they understand that there's. There's work to be done around the house that we all contribute to and then there's other jobs there that might say, okay, you can earn $5 if you go and do this sort of thing. So, yeah, that that's how I approach it. But as we said, there's no one size fits all. We actually asked the My Millennial Money Facebook group best tips for teaching kids about money stuff. Emily Little, I taught my three-year-old that time is money. I explained that we could have that but I would need to work more so we could pay for it. Instead of buying everything he asks for – we put it on the shopping slash birthday slash Christmas list and use the same principle of these are great, but we can't choose to buy everything right now. Which ones are your favourite? Oh, that's so good. Mm. Yeah, so Matt says, let them get a part-time job during high school. So important to experience the time slash hard work required to earn something as opposed to having it given to you. Yeah, mm. and th- that rings true, doesn't it? It's mm. really important. Lee says, I take my kids to the markets and op shops, teaches them that not a lot is worth the cost, choose quality over quantity and don't be a label snob. That's awesome. We'll be back right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So in bringing it home... Hearing, you know, your stories and the people in the Facebook group stories, a few things came to mind for me. Number one, it's got to be age appropriate. I think I'd be wasting my time telling my niece and nephews about the workplace arrangement in my EBA. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So that's... And that's, the wage growth index. And, and, yeah. and all that stuff. So it's age appropriate. I've really noticed every time I've talked about this with other people... These just the education and, and trade off of, well, money, we need to get it from somewhere. And mummy or daddy goes to work and gets money. Yep. Could I ask one question? How do you curb, so as a spender, you both know I'm a spender. How do you curb the habits in your, because I can see in my kids that those things, are uh, they're modelling. How do you curb those things early? I think it is really instilling what John said about we always, in this household, we always give, we always save, we always spend in that order. So we have to prioritize. And I think I think what Emily said around the list and prioritizing and, mm. and giving them the choice. It's like, hey, you got $50 in a birthday card. You want these four things. Well, what is it going to be? Because we can't actually always have everything. Mm, that's good. But I, I think one thing that spoke to me was the whole op shop thing, like modeling to your kids. And I, d- I don't feel right talking about this when I don't have kids, but like 
There is something to say for living an intentional, minimalist, non-consumable life. Mm. Yeah. Like there is just something so powerful. And my dad never had credit cards growing up. Mum never had credit cards. You don't have the cash, you can't afford it. Like Mm. that's so revolutionary. Like, (laughs) and it's always stuck into me. And that's why like I really don't live on credit week on week, even though I've got the money and all that. Yeah. And the the pressures for this generation – around the internet as well, mm. how much just pops up in front and, and how much consumables are on there uh, that their friends might have, this peer pressure going on, uh, especially when they reach primary school and indeed high school. It's like, okay, now we've got to teach you about what other parents might be doing that might affect us, which puts more pressure on our parenting, um, which is, it is what it is. But I think it's really just having those good positive conversations around it from an early age and it's not spoiled let's expect uh, everything that you ask for so there you go if you've done anything with your kids that's paying off let us know in the my millennial money facebook group i'm glenn james i'm shelly johnson i'm john pigeon and we'll see you guys soon my millennial daily is produced by my millennial money also available on spotify Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.